You are listening to Beyond the Binge with me, Mo, registered dietitian and life coach. In every episode, I will do my absolute best to help you learn more about binge eating as well as any other destructive addictions you might struggle with. My goal is to shed light on a problem that many, including myself in the past, struggle with and help you feel less ashamed of it. Binge eating can be a sensitive problem because it involves a loss of self-control and while that can be demoralizing, it is okay to struggle with. By viewing binge eating as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and gain new skill sets, we can eventually grow and one day gain freedom. So let's dive into today's episode and learn more together. Hello and welcome to this episode. I thought long and hard about how to structure this one uh, because the title is quite promising, right? The only episode you need to overcome binging. This is hopefully the only episode you need to make the right decisions to start overcoming binging, but... I don't think that after this episode, you're going to magically stop because as we know, there is there is no quick solutions, right? Uh, so this is not some sort of hypnosis episode that's just going to make you magically stop. This is to just help you figure out what is the next best step. And I asked myself a question. If I was allowed to only give one piece of advice, just one, to my listeners so I can help them stop binging, what would it be? And the answer, answer immediately was uh, work with me, but that's not what I'm going to focus on here because... I realize not everybody is at this point. And so I thought maybe I would begin by sharing a story. This is a story about a boy called Jimmy who owned a car that was simply handed down to him. He never paid for it. It was just kind of handed on to him. He didn't choose the model, the make or the year. Nobody ever taught him how to care for this car, how to maintain it, uh, upgrade it, which fuel to use, what to avoid doing that shortens its life, any of this stuff. He just had this car that he owned, it was handed down to him, and he just kind of went through years of his life using it because he needed to. One day, Jimmy woke up, got in his car, and realized something. God, I hate this car, he said. It's not comfortable. It doesn't look good. It keeps making weird noises. It feels bad to be in. And Jimmy couldn't sell the car. Nobody wanted to take it away from him, and he couldn't afford a new one. So he was kind of stuck with his car because he relied on it to get places. So he spent years hating on his car, but stuck with it. He could have done some work on it in his free time, but he hated it, so never wanted to spend extra time with it. Every now and then, the mechanic would say, you must do you know, X amount, the bare minimum, to keep it going. And so he would do it because he really needed the car and couldn't afford to lose it. One day, the mechanic asked him to invest a significant amount of money so he can restore his car for him. It will take time, but I can do it. Uh, Jimmy said no. He hated his car, so there was no way he would consider spending this much on it. The mechanic was a family friend, so he said, okay, I can tell you what to do on your own and save you quite a significant amount of money in labor costs, but it will take some effort on your part so you can go find out what to do and figure out yourself. Jimmy said, okay, I'll try. But when the mechanic gave him super detailed instructions on what to do, Jimmy tried to follow it once got frustrated, the first sign of an obstacle, and gave up. Instead of actually trying to fix his car and upgrade it and make it something that he can enjoy enjoy, uh, using and riding, every now and then, when Jimmy couldn't stand his car, he would buy these nice rims or some nice stickers to put on the outside or this fancy car scent or install a brand new sound system, but he never worked on the parts of the car that mattered. And Jimmy continued for a few years until one day his car gave up on him and he couldn't do a thing about it. It was at that moment he realized how important and valuable his car was. But then it was too late. 
In this story, Jimmy represents us. The car represents your body and mind. The mechanic or the healthcare professionals trying to help us. And the shallow upgrades Jimmy buys is the short-term solutions we go for. And these short-term solutions are often things such as dieting or a new supplement or anything else that classifies as a band-aid solution that never actually gets to the root cause of the problem. And the real problem with all of this is that Jimmy never learned how to value his car, so how can he take care of something he didn't value? This is the big question. How can he possibly learn to take care of something that he did not value? He's the one who spent the most time with his car. He had the most power over his car. He had the most control over it, yet he didn't want to do anything with this car because he did not value it at all. It was kind of given to him. He never really, you know, earned it and he hated it. And he realized that along the way, he never had any family members who took care of their own cars as much or showed him how to do it. So he was kind of left helpless. And at the point where he realized the car is really needs some work, he was like, no, I can't stand it. I hated it. And instead of working on it, he chose to ignore these problems. We do the exact same mistake with our own physical and mental health because we often haven't learned how to value them. We don't end up investing the resources necessary to take care of them. We instead keep an eye out for quick fixes and solutions because it's quick and easy and makes big promises. These promises are often false, so they kind of encourage the wrong intention. Right? So this is really important. I'm going to talk about this for a moment. How these promises are often false or they encourage the wrong intention. For example, a diet program can cost $10,000, but it encourages the wrong intention. The intention, the intention behind dieting is, I can't stand my body, I want to change it now. This does not work because how can you learn to take care of something for life if you started from a position of, I can't stand it? You have to learn how to value and care for it first. Then you can worry about losing weight, but it's really important to learn how to value our body and our mind. How do we take care of it? How do we value it? Because binge eating is often classified as a self-sabotaging or destructive behavior, we can assume that for many it signifies that we haven't learned how to value our physical and mental health first. Because if we did, then we wouldn't be stuck in sabotaging cycles and consistently stay there for years until it gets to a point where it's really, really bad. And so we consistently make choices that are in line with that mentality. We sell ourselves short by refusing to invest much effort, time, or money in our physical and mental health, and instead we try the same low-risk solutions that never worked. Diet on a Monday, or calorie counting, or I'm really motivated to start New Year's resolution and go to the gym. But we never really started working from the inside out. We never started realizing how do we care for our mental health? How do we care for our body? How does the body uh, work? How does the mind work? All these important things that will allow us to value our body and our mind. The more we invest in our body and our mind, time, money, and energy-wise, then the more we value it, which means we are less likely to be self-sabotaging for, for long. And so the solution is quite simple to all of this. Self-investment. Because I know at, at this point, some of you are like, okay, so what's the piece of advice? How can I start valuing my body? And the answer is self-investment. Imagine what would be possible in your life if you invested in yourself. So your relationships would be better your career choices could be better, right? You would not allow people to treat you in a certain way because you value your own self, right? You wouldn't attract people who uh, treat you negatively in relationships. You wouldn't be in that job where, the, where your boss treats you in a bad way and you know, doesn't give you a raise and gives others a raise over you always. Um, you won't be spending a lot of time doing certain things that you know sabotages your mind or your body. You would use certain things in moderation. And most of all, you would overcome binge eating when you 
when you learn how to take care for the, of the body and the mind. And the only way you can learn how to take care of the body and the mind is through self-investment. And by investing in yourself, you start to make a statement to your body and mind as well. And these statements is, I value these parts because you're investing in them. And by the way, I just want you to know that self-investment is not just about paying money, right? It's about putting your resources towards yourself. And money is only one form of your resource. You also have time and energy. Um, and actually, I would argue and say that money alone is not the fix at all. You can, you, can, you can be used to throwing money at something, expecting it to be fixed. But if you don't put the time and energy into caring for your body and your mind, then that money you put towards it is kind of useless. It has to come all of it together hand in hand. The ultimate investment is when you invest um, a significant parts of your resources, money, time, and energy towards yourself. Now, let's say you're short on one of these resources, time or money, for example. Let's take money, right? That's the number one. Um, that seems to be number one obstacle out there. Let's say, you know, you, you don't want to be spending X amount. Well, then you need to put more time into it to compensate for the lack of financial resources you're putting into it. Let's say you don't have as much time. Well, maybe you need to invest more money into it so you can hire somebody who can really help you save on time, right? But it's a combination of all these three forms is what makes it self-investment and putting it towards yourself with the right intention. If I'm putting it towards myself with the intention being, okay, I'm just doing it so I can lose weight, right? right? Let's say I'm doing a weight loss surgery or I'm doing a, a plastic surgery. The intention behind it is I cannot stand my body. I don't. I dislike it where it is right now. I don't want it. I, I hate it. And so we're encouraging the wrong intention. And that doesn't work in the long run because we started off with the wrong intention. And so if we start by focusing on how can I value my body more? How can I learn how to uh, 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 value my body and my mind? How do I learn how to take care of it? Then we can, whatever comes after will make sense to us. And this is a crucial component of self-investment. Don't mistake in every action that you do as self-investment because it involves, I'm trying to lose weight, right? It starts with how do you care for your body and your mind? If you had a car and you're the only person who can take, up, take care of that car, then you need to know how the car works because then you won't know if somebody gives you advice you won't know if this advice is sound for you or not you're just going to be at the mercy of others so you need to know how it works right this is something crucial that we do in our and my programs is we really focus on teaching people how your body and your mind works so then you're able to understand everything from a from a larger perspective and a bird's eye view you can see how things work together then instead of doing things and expecting something and then when that something doesn't happen you kind of give up and assume that potentially you failed therefore the problem is you when in reality is it's not true the problem was not you the problem was the approach or the solution you implemented was not the appropriate one so how do you discover what the appropriate solution is you start to understand how your body and your mind works and so no wonder we I live in a world where quick fixes and pills are the top sellers nowadays because that's the quickest, shortest, cheapest solution, right? It's quick, do it. I just don't have to just do it once, don't have to worry about it. And maybe it will take care of the problem, but it never does. And that's why we stay stuck in cycles for a long time and we never overcome it because we don't truly know how to value that part to an extent where we invest in it and take care of it and learn how it works. So if you want to transform your health, learn how to value it before you start. And if you want to learn how to value it, then invest in programs that teach you how it works. Imagine if Jimmy learned how this, his car works or how to care for it or how to keep it healthy or how to upgrade it without waiting till it's broken and costs a ton, right? He would have saved himself a lot of time, money and heartache. 
So it's really important to understand that transformation starts with being invested in the process. And when it comes to binge eating, being invested in the process means valuing your body and your mind and your health more than anything else. And I know I've mentioned this so many times already in the first 10 minutes of the podcast, but it's because I cannot stress enough on the importance of being invested in something. And I'll give you an example. I experimented for this in, uh, for a while. I used to talk to people and sometimes they'd be like, yeah, no, I, I can't, I, I don't want to pay this much for the program. So I'd experiment and I would say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it to you for free, right? And I gave it to some of them for free and I measured the progress. And guess what? Nothing, right? Why would anybody implement something that requires some time and effort and energy for free when, because when they don't value it to begin with, right? Like, first of all, if it's free, then it probably like it doesn't have much value. It, it, and that's what you signify to your mind. It's re- that's why it's really important for people who are able to afford to be in programs. And when I say you're able to afford, by the way, I'm saying you're able to afford uh, a significant amount of your resources, right? Because think about your resources this way. You have X amount of resources, but and you're spending it anyways, Right? If you look at time, money, and energy, we have X amount of resources and we're spending it anyways. If you make an inventory of where these resources are going towards, if, you, if you're struggling with binge eating or other addictive behaviors, you'll find that a significant amount of these resources are going towards the binging mentality. Whether it's food, whether I'm spending X amount of money on, on, uh, on binging foods, whether I'm spending X amount of time on distractions and social media and binge watching uh, shows or anything else. Right, or I'm spending a lot of energy on thinking uh, a lot of negative thoughts and all this stuff, and or uh, investing into a, a lot of energy into, uh, you know, going down spirals, negative spirals that are not true in my head, in my head, and where I point to a point where I turn my mind into a prison. Right, so I'm spending these resources anyways. So when I take if when I take my resources and divert them towards something else completely, such as self investment and learning how to take care of myself, my body, my mind, I experience drastic changes just because I've automatically made a statement to my to my mind and my body again that, okay, you know what? We're going to take a significant amount of resources that we put towards all this stuff that is not great for us. We're going to put it towards something that is good for us, which is why some people experience results really quickly when they start doing that in the very beginning, because it's a big wake-up call for them. And then as we put in the effort and we go through the journey and learn more, then you're able to implement all the things that you've learned and it matches what you've done. The problem with not matching what you do uh, investment-wise and when you're putting your resources with what you're saying is that there's a lack of alignment there. I'm saying my health is important to me, but when it comes to investing my resources, I'm I'm putting it towards self-destructive behaviors. So, And that's what makes binge eating very difficult for some, is that it creates this state called cognitive dissonance, where I'm saying something, but I'm acting the opposite way, and I'm stuck in between. Right? So I'm not preaching what I'm talking about, really. I'm, I'm teaching my kids, or I'm saying health is important, or I'm re- reposting a lot of uh, posts or memes about why health is important and why we should take care of value, value of ourselves, and I'm encouraging others to be kind to themselves and love themselves always, but I'm not practicing that. And the reason why I'm not practicing that is because, because I'm not investing in myself. And by the way, I want to say something about self-investment. Self-investment is not a one-time thing. Right, like even though I've overcome binging a long time ago, I still invest in myself to this day in different ways. Whether it's a different coach or a different program or whatever it is I need to do to grow, 
So self-investment is not a one-time thing. It's allocating part of your resources, including from uh, money, time, and energy, towards yourself because you're the center of everything else. Imagine different parts of your life. You have your career, relationships, you have your uh, hobbies, you have your home, you have your family, you have all these things. You're the center of it. All these things are external. You're the only part that is internal to yourself. External means it exists outside of you. And internal means it is within you. And so if you don't invest in what's within, then how can the things, how can the external things get any better? It's very difficult. You're the ones making decisions in these areas, right? So really important to to look at self-investment as an ongoing thing. And I often look at my year and say, okay, how much money, time, energy am I going to put towards myself? And the years that will go really well for me are the years where I put the most time towards myself, right? But what happens is we sell ourselves short. We don't prioritize ourselves nowadays. We wake up in the morning. First thing you do is try to get our brain into action, coffee, whatever it is I need to do, right? To get my brain going, the family going, get the kids going, there's kids, go to work, get things done, come back home, I'm too tired, I'm functioning on two, three coffees a day, I eat, so I eat a lot at dinner because I'm, I'm really hungry, I'm very stressed, so I'll watch a lot of TV, I sit on social media the whole day, or at night, um, maybe I'll drink, maybe I'll smoke, maybe I'll binge at night to feel better, it's my way of de-stressing, and then I wake up and repeat it all over again. At no point do we give ourselves any time or energy or effort to be able to do things that will actually help us perform better, right? And this is what's really important about self-investment is that it starts with making time for yourself and which is why we teach our, uh, um, the concepts of uh, things such as morning routine, right? How do you structure a routine that helps you invest energy and time into yourself first thing in the morning before anything else because you're the most important and i know some will be like yeah no i don't have any time the kids are more important the job etc and that's fine you can go that route but the statement you're making long term is that you come second and if you come second then how can you possibly be at a point where you can perform at your best right if you put yourself first automatically everything else around you will improve because you're the one performing in these areas Imagine if an athlete said, okay, I'm going to put the sport and game first, but I'm not going to put myself first. You know, I'm going to show up to the game really, really early, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat at all before. I'm not going to uh, exercise. I'm not going to take care of myself. Uh, I'm going to sleep really late at night. I'm going to be binging before. I'm going to be drinking. They're not going to perform well. So your day is your game and how you perform in it largely depends on you. And so one of the main reasons unhealthy people stay unhealthy is because they continue to make poor choices. And some of these choices include not investing in yourself and instead throwing money, time, and energy at things that aren't serving you and actually pushing you in the direction to be unhealthy. Now, some of you might be like, well, it's too late for me. This is who I am. And absolutely not. You could be unhealthy right now, but it could be a phase in your life. It doesn't have to be the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be your identity, right? Because that's up to you and can change. This is really, really important. Where you're at right now could just be a phase. It could be a stop that you're making along the way in your journey, right? It doesn't have to be where you're going to 
live your life and end your life there. You can make a change because your actions are yours. This isn't something that's happening to you. This is something that's within your control. It's really important to remember that. And if that sounds foreign to you, then you definitely need to reach out for help because a huge component of overcoming binging is understanding that it is still, even though it feels out of control, but it's still, there is this element of learning how to be in control because it is our own doing. Nobody is doing it to us, right? And this is what makes it a difficult problem to struggle with is that it involves a loss of control. And so we're stuck in this state of cognitive dissonance again. How do we stop? We want to stop. We say we, we say we would never wish this for our kids or people we love, but we're doing it to ourselves. So, so what does that mean? Right. And so we need to learn how to value our body and our mind and treat it like a uh, like it's a car that is really, really necessary for us to live our life. And without it, that's it. We can't go anywhere. We're done. And so how do we care for it? Self-investment is the key. When we start to invest in the things that we really value, then we start to align the words with what we what with the actions, and that makes a huge statement to our mind. Is that there's an alignment there? I say this is important to me. I say I want to, you know, improve there, and my actions are matching it. Um, imagine if you're in a relationship, right? Many of you are, and you're invested in it big time. You know, you're doing things for your partner. You're doing a lot, etc. You value them big time. You don't, you, don't see, you don't want them to be gone from your life. Now, let's say it's the opposite. Let's say your partner is not doing anything at all for you, right? They're not giving you any time, any attention. They're kind of treating you like a roommate and they don't really want to be around you. You're going to feel undervalued. And so this is very important when it comes to ourselves. If you want to be more comfortable in your body and learn how to make peace with it and be in control and treat it well and put yourself on a healthier path, you need to learn self-investment and make it a habit. Make it something that is part of who you are. And it starts with making an inventory of your resources, your time, your money, and energy, and seeing how you can put some of that towards whatever is necessary to get you on a different path. So this is all I wanted to share for today. I hope it's been helpful. I've been thinking about this for a while. I know some of these topics can be heavy, but I always promise to keep it straight up and to make sure it is, you know, what is going to actually help you achieve freedom as opposed to just kind of give you a little bit of, you know, hope with no actionable steps. So thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode with me. If you enjoyed this episode, then don't forget to subscribe, like, and share it with a friend who might benefit from it. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at morezk.rd. If you're struggling with binge eating and would like some guidance, you can reserve a spot in my online workshop, Break the Cycle, by going to www.morezk.com. You can also go to the podcast section on my website and subscribe to my list so you can get an email notification every time I release an episode. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time at Beyond the Binge.